There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, did you miss us? Because we missed y'all, babes, and babettes, and babe bones, and babe. Back and I'm better. Hey. Hey. Oh, boy. We missed you guys. We're back on the mothership, flying here in our new amazing studio, curated by the amazing Jermaine, a.k.a. Gemini. <laughs> Please don't publicize that nickname for me. It's embarrassing it's enough as it is. That's it. Jermaine is going to stick. We call Gem Jermaine. <laughs> Everybody, please hop on board. The studio has gotten an unbelievable facelift. And also the vibes are coming off the walls. And I feel it. And I'm excited. And we have a lot of stories to tell and a lot to share with you guys. We've missed you. I'm so happy to be back. I don't know how you feel, babe, but... I, I can't believe it. It's been a long time coming. We've been working hard behind the scenes. Like Em said, the studio got a little bit more than a facelift. I mean, we moved completely, a little abruptly and completely. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. I feel like we learned a lot in that month or so that we were moving and setting up this incredible space. And it also taught us a lot about, you know, what our limits are and what we're capable of doing if we just put our minds to it. And it was amazing. We collaborated with some friends, Ricky, Abstract. That's right. Who did this incredible mural behind us. Mm-hmm. And other friends who did some other exciting parts of the space that we will later reveal. Uh-huh. I worked with Terry, an incredible friend, collaborator, seamstress, Taylor. Um, and together, you know, we came up with these new uniforms that we'll be wearing our spacesuits. For season two. They feel a lot more protective. I feel like if a meteor hit me, I'd be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually have embedded technology that you don't know about in those sleeve caps. What's it called? It's called... How do you spell that? Uh, With an umlaut, for sure. Oh. (laughs) Speaking of umlauts, no, just kidding. 
Well, but yes, so welcome. Settle in to our new season. And since we've been gone, we've been up to some fun stuff too, your little captains. We were on Earth for a minute. We had to make a quick flight. But um, remember when we did the, we did a gala, we were the keynote speakers. Yes, Emily and I popped our keynote speaker cherries. Oh. And it's so funny because we really went about it in the most M and Gem way ever. <laughs> you have your own methods of doing things for sure. Uh-huh. And me, I'm like frantic, like going over my notes, going over my notes. Can I sneak into the bathroom? How many more minutes do I have? Let me reread it again. I don't know. <laughs> well, because we were the keynote speakers of the Miami Children's Chorus Gala. Yes. And the theme was wicked. Yeah, well, it was defying gravity. Right, right, from right. Wicked. But you know, these gays were there. Yeah, and the director, a friend of ours, asked us if we would dress in theme as Glinda and Alphaba. And of course, you know, me, costume moment, hell yeah. It was like Glinda and Alphaba slash Cosmo and Wanda. Fierce. Yeah. Yes. With some with some edge. <laughs> with some edge. But it was incredible. I yeah. am really grateful to have had that opportunity. It was nerve wracking, for sure. What else is new? We got new mics. Hey, Brittany. <laughs> uh, and we call them the Brittany mics, yeah. but there are space mics. Yeah. They're, they're completely mobile. Actually, you can't tell, but I'm moving right now. Uh, actually, we do have a feed to Earth from these headphones. So at any point, if you pull your left earlobe and touch your right nipple, you will communicate to Hialeah, Florida. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's the Palacio. Oye, prepárame un café. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's the Palacio on Bird. <laughs> oh my gosh, we give them all so much free promo. <laughs> What's another new thing? Um, your hair. Oh, <laughs> Gemma's been trying to dye her hair for I don't know how many years, and I have been against it and against it. And against everybody, it. everybody who I said I want to dye my hair white. I want to dye my hair purple. They'd all say, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. It's going to look terrible. Your hair will never be the same. It'll never it's grow back the same way. It's just that your hair was way. healthy and beautiful and long. And it is. But it's perfect. It is Hashtag still healthy. It is still healthy. It is still long. And I'd like to think it's still beautiful. It is. I love it, Em. I love it too. If you are out there and you have been thinking about changing your hair, this is your sign to do so. Because I, for no reason, waited way too long to do this, knowing it was going to be as awesome as it was. And me and my incredible hairstylist, Ashley, came up with this little ditty front quarter, back quarter situation together. And I freaking love it. I'm I'm never going back. I I feel like I'm more me. I will take this moment to say I'm sorry. Because the thing is that... You heard that? It's to... (sighs) She can apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Okay, it's not it's not only that. Look, I love you. I, I've I've loved you the way that you are from the moment you came into my life. And obviously you're my partner. There are certain things that I think that are perfect about you. And in my selfish way, I wouldn't want to change your hair. I was just worried because I know when you bleach and strip your hair, if you don't have the right person, like an Ashley, if you don't have an Ashley, you know. They can really ruin your hair and burn your hair. Oh, totally. She I mean, has it, even it kept had, me from, for a while. Right. And, and she has had to even repair people's hair. So my point is that it looks amazing. Thank you. I do feel like it is a very incredible way to express yourself. Yeah. Because you're very artistic. And I will back your sentiment. If you're out there and you want to make a change, especially to your hair, because... Hair just grows back. Look, hello, I have a mullet right now. Yes, Emily has like a shaggy mullet right now. (laughs) 
We're trying new things. Life is way too short. Go out there and do the thing. If you uh, follow us throughout the season, I'm kind of guessing that it, it's probably going to get like shorter and shorter. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe she'll just shave like a middle, middle no, part the, the whole Okay, thing. girl, back that shit up. No, no, no. I, I ain't shaving nothing Hair's down no middle. Hair, hair will be a moment Doesn't season. matter where you are shaving. One rule I can tell you about shaving is don't shave the middle. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> What, what what can you shave that you can shave the middle? Tell me. Well. Your eyebrows. That's it. Oh, and. No, girl. You want to shave the sides. And the middle. What? Ain't nobody want to be looking like a baby down there. What? Plenty of girls want to look like a baby down there, babe. Well, I respect and love you. <laughs> I need like a little bit. Of- okay. <laughs> we need a commercial break. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Anyway, 
back from that. We were talking about hair. Were we? I, yeah, I we were. You know what? Great segue to my hair right now. You may not know this, or you may, but I'm rocking some faux bangs right now baby and why is that because i am covering <laughs> pangea on my forehead because i have peeling from my sunburn over a week ago yep i have peeling but not to mention the leathery chin but that's okay no you're fine the real tea is that you were trying to you know just put on a little light beat for the episode and oh um God. you ripped off your forehead skin <laughs> So when she says Pangea, she literally means there's a continent of ripped skin. (laughs) Well, it's where the ripped skin gives way to the baby skin. The baby skin is Pangea. Also, wear sunscreen, babe, and everybody out there. Yeah, you know, I don't know what I was thinking, because the worst part about it is not that I didn't have sunscreen, because that would be bad that I went to the beach with the sun as strong as it is and all that I know about skin cancer, and I didn't apply sunblock. The worst is that... All of that is true, but also what is true is that sunblock was in my purse. Well, <laughs> the silence is Emily's disappointment. <laughs> well, wish you could see my face right now. Okay, also like Florida sun be going hard. Florida is going hard in general. Yeah, but hard in the wrong direction. Yes, it's in the all wrong direction. But you know what? I'd like to give a round of applause to Mayor Daniela Levine Cava. Shout out to you. Because there was (laughs) a silly, silly little parent in Miami-Dade County who filed a single complaint for Amanda Gorman's speech and then refused to read the entirety of the of the work and said that it was confusing and indoctrinating and they removed it from elementary school but the mayor reached out to amanda gorman personally or or rather on social media and invited her to come do a reading yeah florida florida shmorda i don't know it's hard (laughs) it's getting hard to to be here um and not feel like we're making a bad decision or contributing to something negative. And it's tough because I don't think that just because Florida is becoming an increasingly dangerous place for somebody like me, that means that I should abandon it. I feel like even more reason for us to stick around and fight. Because if we're not, you know, if we don't, then who will? Yeah. Um, I I, I mean, Back to the whole like universe thing, and you always say this like I'm always infatuated with space travel and like the idea of leaving Earth. And you've always been like, well, we have this amazing planet that we've already messed up. Like if we abandon it and we go somewhere else, like why would you think that you're just gonna fix it <laughs> and all of yeah. a sudden solve the problems of humanity? Like the planet is fine. We're the problem, right? The planet can just wipe us out at any moment and do like a a full cleansing, like it has. Ice Age or whatever. Right. So you can focus on getting to the moon. And then when you get to the moon, then you'll just burn that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, no, but but I'll say one positive thing uh, about this, because you do say, well, what's the like, I want to stay here. I want to fix it. And social media specifically, like we have to be responsible. We live on this platform that we're very blessed to be on, that people can listen to us and access us from wherever. Right. And, you know, I post stuff, I post stuff on social media 
a lot of times, and you know me, I'm a conscious poster in the sense of like, I know the responsibility of the moment that you're spreading your word or a photo, the potential it has to reach somebody. Right. And specifically when it's something about you and me, I always, I, I never for one second think, oh, this is harmful because we're not crude. We're not inappropriate. We just celebrate our love, you know? Even if we were, we, you know, we have full right to do whatever we want. That's really what it boils down to. Sure. But in this, in the social media world, I would say I'm a little bit more of a prude than you, you know, like, okay. I don't think that everything needs to be online, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Right. Anyway, the point is that we posted something that I thought was gorgeous and, and this is something that I often struggle with. We have so much love online and, and we see it and we receive it. And then there's one person that sticks out that says one thing that will just like bother you or, or, or stick with you all day and whatnot. And I remember one morning I woke up and I felt the light of your phone on my face. And I'm like, what is this girl doing? And I knew she was up for a while because the, the first hour of the morning I was like tossing around and like in and out of a sleep and awake state. And I saw her furiously typing with her, with her thumbs. And so when I woke up, I was like, what are you doing? And she goes, oh, this woman, she's, you know, and she said, oh, this person, they said this thing online. And I just like, I, I can't not respond. And usually my response is, don't do that. Don't waste your time on these people. And she always proves me wrong. <laughs> well, I don't know that I proved you wrong in this instance, but it didn't mean that I didn't feel that I had the calling to respond any less. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Here's what I'll say. I don't know that you changed her mind. No, of course not. But you changed my day by reading what you wrote her. Oh. And I feel like sometimes... I just like to ask you what you think, you know, make sure that I didn't cross any lines or like didn't say anything that I that you thought that I shouldn't have. Or I like to check in, you know, I like to ask my people and who I, know, I trust. And I know that it comes from that place, but I really do think... Sometimes I'm really mad and like the hood comes out of me and I just want to send somebody to hell. For sure. But I take a couple breaths. <laughs> For sure. You never do it like impulsively, but in the moment when you're writing, I think that there's like a magic that comes out of it. And my point is that I'm not sure and I can't promise you that she changed her mind because of it. But I know for a fact that the words that you wrote have the potential to change a lot of minds and, and not because there's one right or wrong opinion, but because you can't speak without truly knowing where you're coming from and having the right information. So, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but can you read that little interaction oh, for us, God. please? Come on. It's not, I don't want to like, I don't want to put that person. We're not going to read the person's name and, no, I, and it's and not it, about like, the person. I just want to hear the message. And I well, want everybody to hear the message because you spent, you woke me up, okay? At least make it worth Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm wow, kidding. No. This is me trying well, to look, force is, yeah, I'm telling you guys, they're about to hear it. You guys, it. listen, I'm covering my mouth listen, even though she's right next listen, to me. You, listen, you, Linda. You're not even giving context. The video was a one-minute clip. It's still on our social medias if you want to go check it out. It's a one-minute clip of a 58-minute interview that we did mm -hmm. with a season one guest that we love very much Eglantina Zing shout out the Zing on her podcast The Zing and um, like you could imagine 
that one minute video was rather out of context and we discussed many, many topics across those 58 minutes. In fact, it's an incredible, I, I really enjoyed it. It's incredible, I think, um, interview of us. But uh, the clip that we posted was specifically one where we were talking about, you know, kind of what it is that a kid needs from their parents when they first come out because we were talking about our coming out stories and how in the Latin community, you know, we have a tendency to baby our kids even more and coddle them even more and, and adhere to more traditional, you know, um, ways of thinking. And uh, we used, I used a certain term that, that I feel very comfortable using, internalized homophobia, that I know is something that straight people, gay people, and anywhere in between all suffer from. It's just a byproduct of being raised in an environment that is heteronormative, that teaches at one level or another that essentially gay is bad. And uh, we know that gay is not bad, but that doesn't mean that we didn't grow up in an environment that told us that. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's weird. I think it's weird to read the comment. I don't think that that, I don't think people need to be hearing all of that. I, I actually think you should read it. I think it's important. Okay. All right, so probably it makes more sense if I just read what the person said and then read what I replied. Yeah, I think so. Okay, uh, so she said, let's see here. Okay, so she said, <laughs> oh boy, let's give Latin parents a bad rep. After all they've had to go through to just be in America, just being Hispanic, and here are some privileged rich kids criticizing them and calling them homophobic. Mm. At one point, parents were told that being gay was something you were born with. Today, it's gender fluid, which is exactly what these parents argued, that being gay was just a choice. So yes, for some kids, they are choosing to be gay because it's cool to them. It's different. Not to say that is that way for all. So when kids are choosing to be gay, especially in a community where they're being killed and harassed, of course the parents would be worried. They would rather you be a closet gay person so they don't have to find out their kids have been beaten, stabbed, shot, or killed. Oh, they would rather you be closeted. <sighs> Sorry. Please consider your privilege because your message is harmful and really lacks context. At Emily Estefan, these comments is what further breaks families because these kids will see this and say, yes, my family doesn't understand me. So I don't need them and decide to cut everyone off. It's harmful for their mental health. Girl. Girl. Oh. To which I replied. Uh-huh. So no drum roll needed. No, it, it's just, I think this is why I want you to read it. Because I think that, and like a lot of people would read her comment and stop there and be like, oh, yeah. Because she... A couple of the things are camouflaged. Of course, I have privilege. Of course, you I do. I do. That's what I'm saying. There you are do. certain things that and, she and took out of context. LGBTQ kids are being beaten, Absolutely. harassed, shot. And all of those things are true. For sure. But one of these things is not like the other. And so. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just. <sighs> I said. I can really be a Leo. Okay. So just forgive me. <laughs> I don't normally address these sort of comments as they rarely prove to be worth their salt, but I feel I must respond if only for the sake of the 14-year-old in me. Let me be clear, if only for posterity, that my partner's parents' wealth belongs to themselves. I am not rich and I never have been. If that's the basis of your perspective here, no, it already doesn't stand. 
I'm not calling anyone anything. I'm simply using the appropriate term to define the behavior displayed to me. The point is not to be offended by someone calling your homophobia by its name. The point is to reflect and hopefully make positive changes where needed. My family has come a long way since then, and even still, internalized homophobia is something that we in the LGBTQ community suffer from all the time, me included. I'm blessed to have a family who now supports me, but that was not always the case. And I found, through my lived experience, that homophobia, as well as sexism, or machismo as we know it, racism and more, is rampant in the Latin community, a community mm. I adore and am proud to be a part of, Hell and yeah. refuse to abandon simply because of our lack of social progress. We must call things by their names. If my children are going to experience different, I must speak my truth. I'd like to invite you to do further research on sexual versus gender identity as they are entirely different and unrelated concepts. It's difficult to discuss it with you otherwise, and your comparison of the terms here proves you lack background in the subject. Using these terms improperly can be harmful to the communities they represent. Perhaps to someone who hasn't yet accepted that sexual identity isn't a choice, although if it were, it wouldn't matter. It would be difficult to comprehend how being a closeted gay and essentially spending any time on earth denying who you are can be a much worse fate than any meeting. Asking someone to hide is telling them you don't accept what they've shown you, and that is devastating to a child who desperately needs support, especially in a time of such delicate bravery from their family above all. And you're absolutely right. There are atrocities of all types happening to the LGBTQ community. I can empathize where the parents worry here. But what more can we expect from a world when even the closest people to us don't support us how we need? Mm -hmm. Aren't brave enough to stand beside us when we are taking on the world? It only enables the homophobia everywhere else. Instead of setting an example of love and acceptance, moving towards a future where hopefully the gender of your chosen partner doesn't matter, it feeds the idea that gay is not okay. My message is crystal clear, and it was meant for you and anyone else who needs to understand that a parent succumbing to their own fear, whether or not justified, is what is tearing families apart. Parents want what's best for their children, and oftentimes they know what that is. But sometimes, parents are simply flawed humans with biases and rooted beliefs who don't know what is best for their children. My message is harmful to egos and to nothing else. What it does is send a message to those kids, as you've called them, parents, to prioritize their child's need for unconditional love over their concern for how society is going to receive them. There's a very big reason LGBTQ youth are four to five times more likely to attempt suicide compared to their peers. Having at least one accepting adult in their life cuts that likelihood by 40%. More than advice, more than protection, more than anything, what LGBTQ kids need is love and support. You were a kid once and so was I. If I ever felt misunderstood by my family, it wasn't because someone else shared their story of misunderstanding. If anything, it was healing and comforting to know I wasn't alone in my experience. And that it could, like I am the example of, get better. I'm here to spread one message. Hold your child when they need you most, because it might be the thing that saves their life. Because nothing is more harmful to their mental health than validating who they are. If that was lost on you, hopefully this cleared it up. Yeah! You're so funny. Oh, <laughs> there's babe. so many things I would say differently now that I'm reading it with some no, distance. I just when I feel when I feel somebody is attacking me or somebody I love, I feel like I have to attack on return, and you are able to like get subtly attack. <laughs> no, it's not an attack. It's just a reflection, and I pray that people are open enough to take a step back and actually, you know, imagine a world where they could read something like that and take something away from it. But I'm telling you, me who is 
the least <laughs> homophobic person you could meet. You know, like it touched me. So it doesn't matter if you're 90 or 10 or whatever age you are. Sometimes you just need somebody to give you a hug and say, it's okay. Like, however yeah. it is you want to handle this, I'm going to be by your side. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm grateful that you read that comment. I know that you were hesitant to do so, but... I'm fairly confident that it will help somebody out there like it did me. And just being candid, like even the time in between ending the first season and starting the second season, I needed some kind of change and jumpstart in my life because what people don't realize is like a lot of the stuff that happens to us when we're younger or when we're coming out or when we're going through something big in our life actually impacts a lot more of your life than you think. Yeah. And, um, just a lot of things were piling up in my life and I was just like going through the motions 
and I wanted to, you know, I don't know, get, get some kind of a jump start or a restart or something, yeah. some information. And luckily, speaking of privilege and everything, you know, I have the resources and, and the people around me to help and support me, you know, to do what I need to do. But I ended up finding this place in Sedona that was, you know, kind of like a intensive, like self-love retreat. And it was incredible. And, and I had an amazing time and I wish that everybody in the world could do it. But if anything, not only did it show me a lot, but it reinforced to me that <laughs> loving yourself is not a eight day thing. It's not a one comment thing. It's not a one year thing. It's a daily practice. Yeah. And and I'm still failing on that regard. And and that's why I'm oh, just being don't say failing. Not failing, but I'm still learning yeah. in, in that regard because yeah, I felt great when I was over there, but then you come to the real world and you deal with the stresses and the pressures right, right, and right. The and triggers. your job and the triggers and everything and you kinda have to and the comments and whatever it is that infiltrates your aura. And I'm still trying to learn to balance that. But I did. I I went to Sedona, got a little jumpstart on my self-love learned a lot of tools what was your what was your favorite part about that that retreat um hmm if there's like one memory or like one image in your mind one moment that i would say that it reminded me it kind of like threw me back to a time in my life where for a moment the only thing i felt very mindful if that makes sense. Like the only thing that I was really thinking of is like, okay, where do I have to be in 10 minutes? Where do I have to be in 15 minutes? Instead of like, oh, in three days, this is due or in, in four days, I have to be here or travel right. here. I felt like very present. Gotcha. And I remember feeling that present like when I was a child, you know, like when, you know, this kind of like impending doom feeling doesn't really exist, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, I mean, the people are amazing. The, the town itself is, is unbelievable. Actually, I will tell you one thing I learned about it that that's really cool. We went on this hike to, uh, a couple of vortices, which there are places in the world. Vortices? Is that, is that plural for vortex? I believe so. Wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, hope, right. I hope so. But anyway, so what a vortex is, there, there's something called a vortex. And a vortex on Earth, there are certain places where the energetic field, right, it, it's kind of like a magnet thing. You can actually measure it with magnets. Um, it, it has a certain pull and push energetically, and they've built like landmarks, like for example, Stonehenge is uh, right on top of a vortex, right? So we were going around on this hike exploring these different incredible points on Earth because there are a lot of them in Sedona. And my guide... So weird. Weird and interesting. You can actually feel it. But the guide taught me, he goes, look, there's Thunder Mountain. And so I look up because there's these amazing red rocks, like Ugh. gorgeous rocks just all around. And I'm like, oh, ha, 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 Thunder Mountain, like uh, like Disney, yeah. right? And he's like, no, literally. So <sighs> turns out Walt Disney actually spent a lot of time in Sedona. He wow. lived there for a while. And Thunder Mountain, the ride, is named after the rock Thunder Mountain. Wow. Yeah, he got the inspo from Sedona, Arizona. Wow. So I saw the actual Thunder Mountain. Good for you. I was starstruck. I was rockstruck. I was going to say. Not that's starstruck. like full circle. I was rockstruck. But anyway, yeah, anybody that has the resources, I recommend to do anything like that. I just feel like the world moves really, really fast right now. 
and we're kind of accustomed to this like very fast paced environment where we don't like stop and breathe and kind of enjoy the planet life, you know, all these simple pleasures that we kind of like push down. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, How many times have you heard somebody say like, I'm hungry or I'm tired? Like, I feel like I hear that every day. I don't hear like, oh, I'm so satisfied. I'm so full. I'm so rested. Oh my God. It's true. It's true. Right? Like I I can't think of the last time I've heard anybody say that. And I, I, wow, what a great night's sleep. Exactly. (laughs) I'm having a great day. It's almost like we've normalized just like everything's sucking. Oh no. I'm over it. I'm over it. I want to, I want to change that. Yeah. That's my mission. I, I think that a lot of people uh, have tried to battle that by romanticizing their most mundane tasks mm. and trying to enjoy them to the fullest, no matter what it is. But I you, figure if you could like convince your brain that brushing your teeth is fun, you might actually enjoy doing it. For me, I just gag the whole time and I hate the I hate it the whole time. But like that's the tea, right? Like I think you just hit the nail on the head. Um I think that the actual secret is that if we are able to find a way to be completely mindful and present while we're brushing our teeth, while we're flossing, while we're having an argument, <laughs> I mean, I know it, it is romanticized. There's a reason why that word exists, but ideally, like we are the the makers of our own universe, right? I mean, <laughs> shout out Lena, season one, my cousin. Like, I was talking to her yesterday. We were like at Best Buy, and she's like acting a fool. <laughs> always. <laughs> you know, always. And I'm like cracking up. And she literally turned around. She looks at me. She goes, It's all fake anyway. <sighs> it's true. And I was like, I wish you were lying. Like, <laughs> like, you can have as much That's fun so or as much of a bad time as you want. <laughs> Yeah. It's all fake anyway. It is all fake. (laughs) You know, my mom does diversity and inclusion work, and she works with a lot of Fortune 500 companies um, and their executives. And she has this exercise that she's been doing Uh in her workshops lately where uh, essentially her and the person who's moderating with her will establish an obstacle course for the participants, right? And uh, they'll break everybody up in teams and give a leader... And they'll have a sleeping mask, you know, like a blindfold. Right. And uh, they don't give them any instruction. And every single one, my mom, you know, my mom tells the story. And she's like, every single one of the groups does the same thing. You know, there's one person who is guiding the other person with the blindfold over their face, how to get through the obstacle, because they understand that the point is to get through the obstacle to the other side. Right. But really the point of the exercise is at the end, you know, when the moderator reveals the twist, which is we never gave you a set of instructions. We mm. gave you a blindfold and we didn't tell you what to use it for. We never said you had to put it on your face. We never told you you had to cover your eyes. We never told you we couldn't. you couldn't rip right through the obstacle. We never told you that you couldn't walk around to the beginning. <laughs> you essentially assumed. P- assumed and put yourself in your own little boxes. Wow. And it's crazy because like boxes. (laughs) Gosh, I love that show. It's true Um, though. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boxes. (laughs) How I wish to recycle you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be so good. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel I remember when I was a kid to like 
I don't know. It's funny, like when you tell me stories about your childhood and stuff, you're like, oh, well, you know, I was the best student, but I didn't do any of my homework. Like, well, because I was I, I was like the most engaged. I would participate in all of the classroom discussions. I would do all of my reading. I loved the material. I just didn't like the taking my work home part. Yeah, like I couldn't sleep if my homework wasn't done. No, I I never did my homework. Mm. It was a re- I was having a really good and organized day if I did my homework. And I don't recommend that out there, people. What? You don't recommend having a I good day? I don't recommend organized. not doing your homework. <laughs> <laughs> what she recommends is having an organized day. Yeah, you know what it is? I think I just had so much going on as a kid that I just prioritized things differently. So like I understood that tests had a lo- uh, larger value in the point system. Oh my God. Intelligentsia over no, here. No, but it's really true. In the point <laughs> system over the over the period of like the report card. So it didn't really matter. Even if I bombed all of my homework, they only were 10% of the grade. I could still get an A as long as I did good on the test, which I honestly did a lot of the time. They're calculating studied. percentages. There was a, a kid in my school. I'm just going to call him Jay. That wasn't his name, but we'll preserve his identity. But I remember even as a child being like, this is the smartest person I've ever met. Like yeah. when everybody was like picking their boogers and like trying to light the mulch on fire, he was like doing circuits and like, you know, making clocks out of potatoes and whatever. And he would get F's on tests and he would crack up. He thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And I would be like, dude, what the heck? Like, you're the smartest kid in the grade. Everybody knows it. Everybody would ask him for help on their homework and he, he would not turn challenged. in one assignment. Yeah. yeah. He was like bored. Yeah. And, and, I and, really- yeah, and, and I was like, I guess I didn't get it because I was more afraid of the authority than anything, but I right. thought it was so amazing that he was liberated by his intelligence. I was like, <laughs> he was just like playing the game. He was, Have it was the like, courage was, to use your own reason. No, it was a simulation. Look, I do think, I will say this, of all of my schooling, the best tools I've taken away are discipline, people skills, and you know like social things more than the actual material material right like yeah, like you know so i will say that you know i do think there's value in like knowing how to participate as a part of a team and like doing the best that you can even though the school system is flawed i just doubt. think that you know as humans we all have different strengths yeah and i work in spurts of fire that's how I, my energy works. I can spend an hour on one task and it'll be incredible. And then I have to move on to something else because once that one hour is up of that time, my my brain has moved on, right. has moved on. I think I technically have ADHD. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those TikTok videos apply to me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they really do. I'm not just saying. I it. think TikTok is ADHD. I think TikTok actually gives me ADHD, but that's neither here nor there. Well, look, we've had 30 episodes of practice. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that our listeners are going to be pretty excited for what we have in store already. Oof. Uh, I know you are. I know you are. Girl, (laughs) I'm literally holding 
So uh, we just can't wait to share with you everything that we've been working on. We're so excited to be embarking on this journey with you guys again. We can't believe it. We have 30 more episodes under our belt. We're so grateful to all of you guys. You are the fuel that kept our engines going all of last season. And we were thinking of you this whole time throughout these last couple of months as we were forming all the new surprises and goodies that we have your way. And one of the new things Ooh. that we would like to introduce you to is... Space News! Space News is the brand new segment we're introducing to you this season where every episode we sign off with a little tidbit of space news. Ooh. Space News. Ah. According to Space.com, a zombie white dwarf fed on a neighbor star until exploding in a thermonuclear blast. Astronomers have made the first detection of a supernova in radio waves, finding that an exploding white dwarf star was feeding from a companion star like a cosmic vampire before it blew. The Milky Way galaxy may be a different shape than we thought. New measurements suggest that the traditional view of the Milky Way as a galaxy with four major spiral arms extending out from a thick centralized bulge of stars could be wrong. Ah... Alien signal beamed to Earth from Mars in SETI test, which is search for extraterrestrial intelligence. A European Mars orbiter beamed a coded message to Earth on May 24th, kicking off a weeks-long project designed to help us prep for a real signal from ET. And this has been Space News! Okay. (laughs) She loved it. She was really excited for that part. I was. I'm very excited because there's a lot going on. Other than on this rock. So we should be informed. Don't yes, you think? Yes, I believe so. Space news! Oh boy. <laughs> and one last piece of news before we close. The IOOW hotline has officially been opened, but that's not it. We have a new number. Ladies and gentlemen, we are taking your calls, we're taking your questions, we're taking your answers, whatever it is that you want to tell us. Give us a call at 626 IOOW POD. That's P-O-D. Again, that's 626-I-O-O-W-P-O-D. 626-I-O-O-W-P-O-D. <laughs> and I think that with that, we conclude our flight. Well, I could not be more excited to be back boarded up on our ship, <laughs> traveling the universe with you, my dear, and with all of you that have been trucking on on this trusty old ship from season one so yeah. let's get into it baby uh, season two here season we go two. this is a moonflower production in partnership with iheart's my cultura podcast network for more podcasts visit the iheart radio app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is Sheep Hibbets the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford. 
a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.